This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale. Bacon Sale, Bacon Sale, sidekick Rocket, who'll prevail? Somehow dwarves took out the genie, what the heck? <laughs> Listener, have no fear, it's Hunger Games in here on Bacon Sale. Who'll prevail on Bacon Sale? Woohoo! Good job, Kent. Is there a second verse? <laughs> Is there a second verse? Uh, no. Chief Ragu, Sir Souffle, Fire Pudding, I really want to take credit for that. That was amazing. Okay, that job. was awesome. Job, you you wrote it. Uh-huh. Uh, sure, I did. Thank you, Zach. Well, thank I, I enjoyed that. Oh, Welcome to Bacon Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And I'm Zach. And we'd like to thank you for listening to our last show, our Disney sidekick deathmatch. We got through one round, but wow. it was a there fiery round. There were 64 round. players and or teams. Yes. <laughs> it's a lot to get through. It yeah. is a lot to get through. And we got some great comments from our social media. On Facebook, Rachel Gray Crump said, Sebastian's weaknesses, hot water and butter. Best line of the show. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm glad little John won. Uh, I had a hard time with that one because <laughs> I, I think I like Baloo more than Little it's John. It's so split, though. Did it you is. see the Facebook polling? And yeah, Twitter polling? On, on Twitter it was one way. On Facebook it was another way. It, it was interesting. Yep. And I, I keep going back and forth, but I think I'm on Baloo right now. Well, Steve exactly. Hansen weighs in on that same thing on Facebook saying, seriously, guys, Baloo beats Little John because he's a bear. Little John really isn't so much. He's got to use medieval weapons, a bow and arrow. I might go up against a bear with a 50 caliber machine gun, but not a bow and arrow, unless I just want to bother the bear, family friendly. It shakes down claw to claw, and Baloo has little John beat. Listen, Steve, be careful here, because we may have a bracket with listeners, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think we have a season no. finale. Oh, God. Oh, wow. That would be terrible. <laughs> well, Kent, uh, on Twitter, at Foxes Foxes says, honestly, when doesn't Kenny 3DD use House of Mouse in a Disney bracket? I'm so, I'm so sorry. Well, you <laughs> were getting a lot about the Disney uh, I utilize House, House of Mouse. Of Mouse like. But here's the funny thing is, I went back and listened to our Disney villains bracket. Why? Why I, would you do that? Because I wanted to get angry <laughs> and it worked that all three parts I kept I kept IMing you two going I can't I can't record it, this there week. was some anger I can't record this week I'm so mad at this Ken was right now years ago it was it's still it, I, I really don't listen to it that much but the funny thing was is I realized and I'm pretty sure and I, I don't know why I'm being honest here because I shouldn't but I was the one who first brought up House of Mouse because mm-hmm. it was when uh, Maleficent or Hades had a crush on Maleficent. Yeah, he was trying to woo her. Mm-hmm. And so I brought it up. It's what you, you used so that Maleficent would beat Hades. And you got after me like, oh, really? You're bringing up House of Mouse? And I was like, it's canon. I learned it from you. Exactly. <laughs> but I don't use it as much anymore. That's true. Well, maybe I'll use it a couple of times today. And I think a good uh, kind of finisher here on Instagram. Our good friend Emily says... It's about freaking time. <laughs> that we did the, the oh, sidekick show? That we needed a Disney sidekick show oh, yeah. at all? It's this about time. I tr- Thank you, Emily. I think it is about time. <laughs> I agree. Also, we have a new iTunes review. Wonderful. Uh, this one's from TCB Lady, and the title is Gas FTW. <laughs> Gas for the win. Usually. And I, 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 I'm just going to read it, and then I'm going to have you guys decipher what it means, because it took, uh, it took me a second. It says, Eliza gasping due to gas is worth a five-star rating. All y'all are fun, entertaining, and easy to listen to. Love the diverse content. And I went, oh, Eliza we gasping due to gas? What? I thought maybe someone had a stroke on the keyboard. But, <laughs> but who lives, who dies, who <laughs> tells your story? <gasps> it's the gas. end of Hamilton when Eliza gasps. What you gas. don't hear is a <laughs> <laughs> But thank you, TCB. We got really a five star for that? For that. For a gas joke. Flatulence jokes every week now. No. <laughs> <laughs> but we do appreciate that review on iTunes. Uh, give us a review if you haven't already. We really do appreciate it. Absolutely. And speaking of our appreciation, we do have a new patron this week. Let's welcome Christine Western with a $5 patronship. Hello. Christine Hmm. Western, huh? Huh. Sounds like a familiar name. My name's Western. 
Huh. Hmm. Guys, my but, mom listens to Big and Sale. Hey! <laughs> We're so sorry, Christine. So oh. that means Christine actually gets uh, to listen to uh, extra episodes that are on Patreon.com. And we just released a 32-minute Pacon oh bit. Gosh, I'm so, so worried. Long. What's behind the paywall? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You talked about her on the Pacon bit. She's going to hear it. Oh, no. Yeah. But thank you, patrons. We really do appreciate it. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? Today we finish the ultimate and most intense bracket we've ever had, the Disney Sidekick Challenge. <laughs> Last time we saw match- epic matchups such as Little John and Baloo, <laughs> Jiminy Cricket and Sebastian, Pascal and Flounder. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy, but we did it. And now we're into... Okay. The 32. I feel like whoever completes this bracket, whoever survives last sidekick standing, should be an actual Disney villain, should be upgraded to an actual Disney villain. Antagonist or protagonist. Primary status. antagonist. This, this yes. is the training ground yes. for like getting leveled they up. Everyone out, they should get their own movie that is not direct to DVD. Okay? <laughs> don't wish that on anyone. They don't do that now. They'll just go straight to Disney Plus. But no, we that's hope true. that you are playing along and printing out your own bracket at baconcell.com. We have them there for you to print out so you can pass them to your friends or your coworkers if you're back in and the office. And be frustrated when we break your bracket. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Whoa, we had a lot of people mad from last week. Jump into it, Let's shall get we? Started with Olaf versus Timon and Pumbaa. So Olaf from Frozen, Timon and Pumbaa from The Lion King, a snowman versus a meerkat, and a warthog. This is the one going to be one of the least strange pairings because you're going to say a lot of names together, Zach, and it, we're going to laugh every single time. <laughs> yes. But these are two relatively known sidekicks. This is a big matchup. Yes. This is a big matchup. These are huge movies they're in. I looked up a little more information. Uh, Did you know that Olaf is the embodiment of love between Anna and Elsa? I didn't know that. You, you think there would just be love? Like, why does there need to be a physical manifestation? I don't know that. It's called Valentine's Day. What I do know yeah. is that Olaf, he's childlike, intellectually. Yes. Very innocent, very naive. Except for the existential crises. Gets lost all the time. Mm-hmm. And then you get Timon and Pumbaa, who are very... I mean, they're lazy, but they know who they are. They know what they're doing. They know how to manipulate. And they know how to survive. That's true. Uh-oh. Would you like me to start this one out? Go for it. Olaf, he's slow. Okay. Like, I do think there are so many things working towards his, his advantage, like the permafrost. Like, his soul will stay alive in no matter what state of matter he is in. Mm-hmm. But what if you separate that? Oh. I mean, that sounds like a torment worse than death. Oh. And I think that's exactly what will happen. I think, much like the last one, Timon and Pumbaa have speed on their side. And not only speed, but Timon is a great digger. And so I think... The, the meerkat's claws are specifically made yes. for very good tunneling. So I think, regardless <laughs> of where they are, and like, yes, Joel said that Olaf gets lost easily. If it wants, to, it could be anywhere. Now, regardless of the environment, Pumbaa will ram right into Olaf like a bowling ball. And as we know, his body falls apart very easily. Mm-hmm. And because Timon is so fast, he'll start grabbing pieces and they will ride in separate ways, east, west, north, south. And he will dig, 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 and separate his body. So it will take years, if not a century, to eventually get back together. A torment, worse than death, where it will basically be a head. By the way, the carrot will be eaten by Pumbaa. Because Pumbaa eats everything. Yeah, Meerkats are particularly good tunnelers. (laughs) We're starting very dark. Yes. Uh, But Ken, I'm glad you went there, because I'm going to agree with you. Not in the same manner, but here's how I see it playing. Olaf, one of the things he loves is warm hugs. And so Timon is going to go up there and be like, come here, you big glug. <laughs> Give him a big hug, a big hug and hold him there. 
and then Pumbaa is going to come up and ram into Olaf as Olaf as Timon jumps out of the way, scattering his pieces, like you said. Right. Mm-hmm. But what they're going to do, and the Olaf is actually going to kind of scatter off as best he can with whatever he has remaining. Yes. But he's not going to get very far because on that same jungle island, just off the coast of that same jungle island or jungle where they were, he's going to get going to get on the water, float away, and eventually one of his stick arms and his carrot nose is going to be seen in a basket on Moana as she packs her canoe before leaving Matanui. Easter egg. Look for it. It's there. Is it really Olaf's? It's Olaf's stick arm and his carrot nose. Are in a Did he become part of the ocean? He is now part of the is ocean. Is he the ocean? Olaf no. is dead. <laughs> He's the Moana ocean soul. made a cannon. Olaf loses. <laughs> oh, wow. Well done. Victory to Timon and Pumbaa and Moana's Easter eggs. It's really hey, hey for the win. Let's be honest. Oh, that's what we couldn't put him on here. He's just OP. That's true. (laughs) Overpowered is what that means. Thank you. Yeah. I realized I just threw it out there like a a geek. Next up is Little John. From Robin Hood. And Gus Gus and Jok. From Cinderella. What do you got? So Gus Gus and Jok are very crafty. Quick moving mice. And then we have a bear that can use medieval weaponry and he's good at disguises. Mm -hmm. Joel, how do you see this one playing out? Well, don't get me wrong. I mean, they're small, quick intelligent mice who one of them clothes. one of them are well yeah but even then they're more intelligent than the average mouse shall yes. we say a little more self-aware they can speak english i want to bring this up that gus's full name is octavius after the roman emperor who is later known as caesar augustus <laughs> and <laughs> i'm just saying he's he's named after a battle warrior <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's gotta go to little john i mean if little john is gonna take this little john he has like we said we should clarify when we do these battles. If you're jumping into this midway, I don't know why you are. But we're putting these characters in a Hunger Games style battle yes. in an arena. And they usually only come with what would come in like a pack, an action figure pack. And it says Little John has dagger, bow and arrow, quarterstaff. He has weaponry. And he could get both the mice pretty quickly. I'm thinking he gets Gus Gus with an arrow. Easily. And then when when Jacques comes up and tries to start fighting him, quarterstaff. Yeah, little John, he disguises himself as a fairy godmother because many people have fallen for his uh, pranks before. And so the mice will be like, oh, do you need our help? And he's like, yes, I need you to be coachman again. Cinderella needs your help. And he'll say, just look right into my wand, which will be an arrow. Oh, and no. he'll make shish kebabs of the little mice. Oh, oh. good heavens. Or he could just... Kids, kids will listen to this episode. again, or, or he could just sit down. He could do that. He, he could sit down, but he he's so fluffy. Sit. He's fluffy. Okay. He's got a fluffy, fluffy. bum. Me too. Okay. We uh, should also clarify, agree. once again, if you're jumping into this midway, I don't know why. If Kent and I agree, they move on. If we don't, Zach has to break the tie. <laughs> yes. Please don't make me do that. Next up, we have Timothy Q. Mouse. From Dumbo. And Abu. From Aladdin. I watched a lot of clips of each of these characters and how they were in their original movies because there's not a lot of clips out there from their sequel movies <laughs> for some reason. Don't know why. Why not, wouldn't people want to see not that? Not very popular on YouTube. I did really enjoy seeing Timothy Q. Mouse be blackout drunk and just kind of wake up randomly on a tree branch. <laughs> like that's always a good time. And so this is Timothy versus Abu, right? Abu is basically... They, they're only calling... Well, I mean, it's just weird to call him Timothy. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> Timothy Q Mouse, not even Timothy Mouse. I Googled everywhere. The Q stands for Q. Yes. Dang it. Well, here's what I found out about Abu in the Disney wiki. He started in a traveling circus... Yes, I have of, that too. ...of thieves. What? Yeah, he was their, uh, the group's pickpocket and actually met Aladdin after trying to steal his money. So I do see Abu winning, and there's a number of ways... Because Abu does come with a big dagger for his size. It's about the size of Abu. Mm-hmm. He has fruit as at his disposal. Fruit. But mostly, he's a ninja. 
<laughs> and he's like great at thievery. And I think that he will be playing dumb. Like he'll play like a circus monkey. And then Timothy Q Mouse will come up with the street smarts and his Brooklyn accent and be like, hey, what's going on? Abu will pick his pocket. He'll get the flask out of Timothy Q Mouse's pocket, put a little poison in it. Oh, jeez. Put it back in the jacket and just let things happen. Oh, man. Now, my, I went with a lot simpler reasoning. Here As you do. Timothy, <laughs> Timothy Q Mouse went with Sven uh, last time. Yes. And Sven is a regular animal. Abu is much more intelligent than a regular animal. I don't think Timothy Q. Mouse has the ability to manipulate him the way he has other animals. But it's a great matchup because both have street smarts, though. They both got street smarts, but I feel like Abu is larger, more wily, and quicker. And so I'm going to give this one to Abu as well. Unless Abu was in his elephant form, and then he would have lost. (laughs) Yes, that would a whole different battle. But Genie's gone, so. Um, Next up is Abu in his elephant form. Uh, (laughs) All right, Abu moves on. Wow, you guys have agreed so far. I know. This is weird. What if we went a full show agreeing? That's not happening. That wouldn't I wouldn't content. let it happen. <laughs> yeah, you probably wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. You'd change no. your mind at some point. All right, next up we have... Well, Fit. We, we should clarify, we don't plan these. No. Like, what we're gonna, like we're, who's going to agree on what? It's one of those things yeah. where we kind of just look each other in the eye and be like... Should I antagonize you this time? Yeah. That's basically yeah. what yeah. happens. Yeah, <laughs> That's true. All right, next up we have Phil. From Hercules. And Sebastian. From The Little Mermaid. Sebastian's full name is Horatio Felonius Ignatius Crustaceus Sebastian. His last name is Sebastian. It's like we all went to high school with him and called him by his last name. I hate it. Oh, man. We're, well, then we got Phil. And Phil, by the way, which Philoctetes. Uh, Philoctetes. I can't ever say his name right. He's a satyr. He's got a temper. But he's yes. trained Hercules. And actually, in some incarnations, has been even more agile right. and fast than Hercules. Yes. Faster than young Hercules, who was yes. very strong. So where is this battle taking place? Sebastian, he could be on land or on sea. I think there needs to be, kind of like how we described, there needs to be a body of water present. Maybe okay. even if it's a pond, like for a example. Or something. Okay. Yeah, pond or a lake. And once again, I know we talked about butter and water, <laughs> hot water being a weakness. I also think being served with cheese rolls is also a weakness of Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> Although he Delicious got away from the rolls. cook in Little Mermaid. He did. But yeah. the cook was much slower and more dim-witted than Phil. So I, I do believe Phil would take the win based on there being an actual body of water around. Phil, he can boil an egg on his head in two seconds with just his temper. <laughs> I think true. you get Sebastian in a little pond or a lake. If Phil gets anywhere near him, he doesn't even need to use his hooves or horns or anything. <laughs> oh, he just gets a hot temper and the water boils and Sebastian's done for. He may not even eat the soft parts. He'll just eat the shell. <laughs> just to mess with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, Joel, how do you wow. see it playing out? Well, I just want to say, first of all, that Sebastian was born off the coast of Jamaica, hence the accent, mm. to Claude and Claudia Crab. By the way, did you know he's 15 in The Little Mermaid? What? Sebastian's 15 years old. That's I feel weird. like that's old for a crab. I feel like that's young for a uh, mentor. Yeah. Because <laughs> isn't Ariel the same age? She is. She's turning 16, yeah. So I look at this one... Dang, I'm going to agree with Kent again. Oh, Don't no. say dang it. We're right. Because here's the thing is Phil is a satyr. He's part goat. Yes. And he eats whatever. In fact, it says here in the Disney wiki, he has a rare condition called pika, pika. characterized pika. by eating things that are not considered edible. For example, Phil eats a bowl without fruit and flowers. This is probably due to him being half goat. Probably. I th- probably. <laughs> I think it's not he, his human side. I think, yeah, I think Sebastian is... He's elusive, but at the same time, he's not as fast as Phil. And I think Phil would just pick him up and under the esophagus, he would go. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing. Do, 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 right do, 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 chump, chump. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cruising right along. Phil moves along. 
Next up is the almighty seven dwarves. <laughs> the genie killing seven dwarves. Ah, uh, Doc. Grumpy, sleepy, dopey, happy, bashful, and sneezy from sleep or er, Snow White. <laughs> Versus Archimedes. From Sword in the Stone. Okay. This is All seven right. dwarves on one owl. Yeah. And seven they didn't beat the genie. Genie killing dwarves. Although the, the genie, genie one genie made was sense. Tied. The, he was tied to it. So the seven dwarves, I mean, they're miners. They're good at what they do. Archimedes, though, is very well educated. He has a great deal of practical knowledge. And he's a predatorial bird. Owls nest in woodpecker holes for sometimes up to seven years. Like, they are very territorial. And so they'll find a home, stay there as long as they can, and they are predatory, and obviously hunt at night. It will be like day shift, night shift, and maybe the dwarves will kind of split their sleep into it. But I do think they destroy a forest to find Archimedes. Oh, wow. And he hates being woken up. Hates it. Gets really groggy. He does have a hot temper, which I believe kind of leads him to almost lose a couple fights against like a giant barracuda or whatever that fish was mm-hmm. and sort of the sword in the stone. He also hates water, but I think they destroy every tree while burning it as well. I think Archimedes is gone. For as smart as he is, I do think they take him out. I think Archimedes is going to put up a very good fight. He yeah. may even get some eyes out. I gouge, think so too. Some eyes totally, out because the talons. talons are awesome. Yeah. But at the same time, it is seven, seven uh, men on one bird. And I think that with pickaxes, with rocks... They can knock him out of the sky. Like a long saw as well. He can try to get away from him as much as possible, but the truth is he's outnumbered, vastly outnumbered. And for uh, an owl, that's not a good thing. Are they a Final Four matchup right there? I don't know. We, maybe we gave them too much power, but it feels like just... At, it feels like it, that Archimedes just is not the one to defeat them. Hi who, hi who, we will be killing you. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Hi who? Hi who? Because it's an L. Get Hi-hoo. it? Oh, oh god, that's terrible. <laughs> Seven dwarves continue their streak. Next up is Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast and Pascal from Tangled. Mm. Okay, Joel, how does this one play out? So Lumiere, a candle, a candelabra with candlesticks. Pascal is a lizard. A cold-blooded animal. <laughs> wait, wait. Cold-blooded in many ways? Is that what you just, mean? It's cold, he's a straight-up murderer. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a cold-hearted killer. Yeah. And he's a cold-blooded animal. Yeah, yeah, that. Uh, yeah. All three. He's a cold-hearted snake. Look into his eyes. He's been telling lies. But Lumiere, all Lumiere has to do is flamethrow, or not even flamethrow, just get his heat onto Pascal. Pascal's body cannot take the extreme temperatures. Aww. And if he trips... Lumiere, which is what he's known to do, is trip people to their death. Lumiere has been known to fall from great heights and be able to withstand it. And so I think Lumiere is going to take this because Pascal's body is not prepared for the heat, for the fire that Lumiere is bringing. Finally, we disagree. Be Whoa. His Thankfully. death. Be his, his death. death. <laughs> There'll be a song every time. Picture the floating lanterns. Okay. Zoom in, right? Zoom in, zoom in. Kind of travel inside one, and what do you see? The disembodied head of Lumiere lighting no. a floating lantern. That's not that's not an Easter egg. <laughs> Olaf, Olaf <laughs> and Moana is an Easter egg. What if it is an Easter egg? Wouldn't that because his his tongue's like hanging out, but the flame is still going? <laughs> this is how it's going. So Lumiere is actually afraid of heights. Like he's made of brass, and that's it's good, right? But in Beauty and the Beast three. Oh, the straight to DVD version. <laughs> is this the Christmas one? This is after Christmas, after oh, he geez. thought he saved Christmas. Yeah. He and Fifi are going for a little romantic Fifi excursion. The, the feather duster. Yes. Yes. 
And they almost fall off a chasm, the same chasm where Gaston met his demise. Mm-hmm. Didn't he fall off the, the castle? It's the castle, but in the moat and everything. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The castle's on the edge of a cliff, apparently. Right. Hmm. And so they both almost died and had to be saved by the rest of the team. This would have killed him. Like, that, this is the climax of the movie. So a great height will even break something metallic like that. Also, his would arms... Would Ting, 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 ting. It would. If you drop something like that far off a cliff, it will bust. In a cartoon? Have you seen also, Wiley Coyote? Also, I do think Pascal can get burned, but he won't even be touched by flame because he has a long tongue and he can just singe and take uh. out the flames. And if he needs to... One flame. He has three flames. Top of the head, two arms. Easy. This is a cold-blooded right killer. Boom, boom, One boom. One tongue, also, three flames. you forget that he's camouflage, and he's up on a wall, which is why I bring up the height argument, because he'll be on a high wall, and then he'll grab so the air. So there's a high wall in your scenario. Well, there's a wall. Let's, let's just let's say... Set the, there's, let's set the okay, there's a wall. Here. There's a wall, but heights are bad for Lumiere. Pascal can climb on walls, so he can pick him up, and then he can rip off the head, use for a lantern later, which he's obsessed with because he wants Rapunzel to be happy. He doesn't even have the hands that he could rip and things then off with. And it's basically a disembodied... When does he use his hands? Once. Entangled to rub his hands together because he's conspiring against <laughs> Lumiere. Okay, so but he can he, rub his hands together. He wants to make Rapunzel so happy he's going to make his own floating lantern with Lumiere's skull. She has plenty of floating lanterns. All Lumiere has to do this is, is a hold him. You know how Disney does the prequels. All Lumiere has to do is hold him in his in his candle arms, and he will die. Try and find him. He's camouflage. He has to come out sometime to fight. He can fight camouflage. And so what's he going to do? Uh, Lumi- Even uh, as a flower Pascal's going to... He won't be able to see him. His little tongue is going to get one of his wicks. Zip. And then Lumiere's going to be like, oh, there you are. Zip, zip, <laughs> zip. What do you think, Zach? Joel, you went with science in a cartoon argument. It goes to Pascal. <laughs> how? <laughs> how, Zach? You know how you know on earth? It would be just one tongue and it would get all three candles. It, that, that, that's not even possible. Oh, it would. It's cartoon logic. Pascal... Did not get into a fight. He tripped a dying Look, old woman. This is a womanizer versus someone that respects Lumiere, a woman. Lumiere went into battle mm. and he fought. Mm. Actually, he was he's getting burned. Somehow he can be burned as well. But Pascal doesn't have, the, doesn't have the ability to burn him. Zach, I implore you to, to reconsider this decision. If Pascal just waits, won't Lumiere just burn away? No, he, he's been like that for like decades. Okay. He okay. doesn't need to. He can just burn it off. Mm. I think I think we have Pascal for the win. Mm. Stay with your vote. Mm. Pascal for the win. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I remember why I hate these shows. <laughs> Just this one, that was our first disagreement. I like Lumiere. The song from the beginning was Lumiere. All right. Cogsworth. From Beauty and the Beast, so Vers- he's obviously going to lose. <laughs> Disney's best movie. Versus Mater. From Cars. And but only sh- Cars. But should oh, only Cars won? Is That's that what you mean? That exists. Should Cogsworth lose this one? You tell me. Well, you tell Zach, and then he'll agree with you. <laughs> I think he should lose. I think Cogsworth should lose. Like, yes, he does have weapons. He may try to make a flat tire with Mater. But I think Mater, just in a lot of these fights, just by accident, accidentally runs him over. And I think then he's crushed. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Joel? Well, it's logic and reason is straightforward. (laughs) Okay, so there's a wall, okay? And all Cogsworth have to do is pull off one of his clock handles, throws it at his tire, it pops, and then he falls, then Mater falls from the great height and crashes below. I love it. I love it. Of course it's Mater. Okay. It's an antique clock versus a car. An antique car, though, as well. Cogsworth dressed up as Napoleon in the final scene of Beauty and the Beast for crying out loud. 
who did not fare well in a few battles. So oh, I don't think he's going to... You're going to bring it to Napoleon? Yes. <laughs> it always comes back to Napoleon. Always. Bake and sell. Yeah. So yeah, Mater's oh, got to take it. Man, it's feeling kind of bitter in here. Uh, okay, next up is Maximus. From Tangled, so he obviously is going to win. <laughs> I mean, he's awesome. Versus Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether. From Sleeping Beauty. So three fairies <laughs> versus Maximus. Yes, the and they horse. did take out Tinkerbell in the last round. They did take out Tinkerbell, yes. but can I have, I have a, a truth bomb to okay. drop on you guys right I now. I think I know where you're going with this. Do you? They have a genie rule. Go no, on. I don't have that. Hmm. What I have is that their powers, all their amazing magic, comes from their wands. If they don't have their wands, they don't have powers. Hmm. And so they are trapped as mortals. What is Maximus really, really good at? Snatching, Snatching things, things out of people's hands with mm -hmm. his teeth. Stealing frying pans, swords, what have you. He takes things. Hmm. And so I think they're going to point their three wands at him, and he's going to go... Tsh -tsh -tsh just get them all their wands, and all of a sudden, they're just there, and they have no powers, and then they get trampled by Maximus. Oh. Maximus for the win. Magical beings against a horse? Magical beings who underestimate a horse because they think he looks a lot like Prince Philip's horse. Also, he does follow the law, and they respect that. They love the kingdom, and he protects the kingdom. Also, they do have a genie rule. They can only use their magic for good. They couldn't even take on Maleficent by herself. They had to help Prince Philip. Their magic can only be evasive. Hmm. Although they do give Prince Philip a sword. So that is only because the rules. she uses all the powers of hell. And so when Maleficent becomes truly evil, they can allow someone else to fight on their behalf. Are so, we yeah. knocking out Floor We're knocking out the three fairies. Oh, jeez. Wow. For sure. Plus, again, like the cartoon logic, you know that uh, the magic would somehow bounce off the cast iron skillet. That's true, and bounce right back at them. Mm -hmm. I can see that happening. And with that, we finish the hero side of our bracket remaining. Because Four we mentioned that. On, we, on our bracket, the yeah. one side is all heroes, the one side is all villains, and we're going to get them in the middle and have hero versus villain. It should be fun. There we go. So let's jump Assuming up. you guys actually give good choices. Well, <laughs> We've agreed. We almost, you know, almost, time. almost had a good round there. And then all of a sudden it's like, uh, yeah, Pascal has a tongue. So he wins. He's a cold-blooded killer. Meh. And you a murderer. didn't agree once. He tripped a frail old woman who was already dying. He did nothing else. Murdered her. Murdered. She was already dead. <laughs> she was a falling corpse at that point. Yeah, but that was for the sheer glee of it. Next up is Pascal versus Hopper. Uh, <laughs> nope. Don't say his name. <laughs> All right, on our villains bracket, opening things up is LeFou from Beauty and the Beast versus Lawrence from Princess and the Frog. Can I put an environment here? Is it would, doesn't give anyone a lot of advantage. I think it's a wrestling match. I think based on their size, we kind of have an old-fashioned wrestling match. Like a maybe cage a match. Yeah, maybe a cage match. UFC, you name it. Okay, but I think based on their size and fighting ability, Lawrence is a little bit bigger than LeFou. It's true. But they both scurry around. It's true. It's true, LeFou. <laughs> uh, so we have Voodoo Larry versus The Fool. Yeah. Now, LeFou, from what I read on Disney Wick, he actually is very, very good. Uh, very, very intelligent. But he's been beaten down so many times by Gaston, both physically and mentally, that he has no self-confidence whatsoever. But he it seems like he's okay with being humiliated, though, in the movie. I think he's a little broken. And truthfully, he is terrible. At aim, I think he's got a depth perception problem because when he tries to catch the 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 fowl, the goose that Gaston shoots at the beginning, it he holds up the bag and it falls right next to him, 
And then actually when uh, he's trying to throw up eggs in the air to eat them like Gaston, they all just land over his face. He doesn't get a single one in his mouth. So I think he's going to, in this cage match, he's going to leap for Lawrence, completely miss him, and then Lawrence is just going to go in for the pin and just pummel him. In this fight, can Lawrence be Naveen? Is, it, is there a disguise at all, or is it I just straight up Voodoo Larry? I think it has to just be him. I don't think he can be Prince Naveen. I mean, he used... it. It's, it's hard the because... The problem is he uses the power of Dr. Facilia and a deal with Dr. Facilia to, tra- to transform, and only for a little while as right. well. So I think it's got to be Lawrence. He, he does have a bigger heart than LeFou, though. Physically, yes. <laughs> That's true. But he also feels bad for what he does. In fact, he's not a total antagonist. He just kind of conspires against his master. Hmm. But it's a good point. I had LeFou, but I think Lawrence takes the win. Yeah. It, he, you won me over. That's for sure. I did or Kent did? Because oh, it was probably Kent. I gave a whole argument. Oh, Kent's my like, I agree with that. And Zach's like, yep. What Kent get a great <laughs> argument. I don't know if you guys heard that. So yeah, you won me over. When mm-hmm. Kent agreed, I agree with that. Next up is Sai and M from Lady and the Tramp versus Shenzi, Banzai, and Ed from The Lion King. We have two Siamese cats versus three spotted hyena. Or striped hyenas, depending which Are one. they striped? Well, that's the thing is they say they're officially spotted hyenas, but they have uh, bigger ears and the streak of a mane on their back like striped hyenas. So they're kind of a hybrid. The hyenas are very dangerous, and they're only afraid of predators that are larger than them. And even though the cats are very destructive and have their their claws and tear everything up, the hyenas are not worried about a mess that they will mess up the kittens. Here's how I see it playing out. Okay. Cy and Am, which, by the way, I think are females. Uh, I'm not sure exactly, but I think they are. They wreak havoc on the household. And then when their uh, owner comes in, they feign injury. Yes. And they act like they're so hurt. And then she's like, oh, my precious babies. So here's how I see it playing out. They get into a, they get into a little scuffle. They're running around. And then the cats feign injury. They act like they're hurt. And the hyenas go in to go for the kill. And then they jump up and pounce on their face and start clawing at them, not realizing that if they're on two faces, there's still a third hyena and both cats get eaten. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to make it for the cats. <laughs> I, All of a sudden, I was going I for the tried. twist. <laughs> I tried, but you the can't. truth is, it's like it's three against two, hyenas versus cats. The cats are terrified The, the cats are of way dogs. more hateable. Like, we all know this. Yeah. Yeah. But I, and by the way, they were originally named Nip and Tuck. Really? Yeah. And they no, they weren't. Yeah. And then Which, they got their own FX series spinoff yeah. about plastic <laughs> surgery. Yes, they did. Yeah, I've never watched it, but I'm assuming the cats are in it. <laughs> I was really getting worried that the cats are going to win. No, no, Cyan M. Nah, they're not. They're not as good of fighters as uh, the hyenas. Shenzi, Banzai, and Ed. The hyenas move on. Next up, we have Roscoe and Desoto from Oliver and Company versus Lucifer from Cinderella. So two dog, two Dobermans versus one chubby kitty. Although kitty. here's a here's an interesting thing about Lucifer. Lucifer is not a fool. No, not at all. And Lucifer is not dumb. He's actually a very cunning, very smart villain. Well, there's like a 30-minute subplot in the movie just about Lucifer and the mice. Yeah. and But the thing about it is he's not one of those kind of just silly hero or silly villains in a Disney movie. He's actually got an agenda. He's clever, cunning, and not foolish. Yes. And it's just a little bit clumsy. And can sneak by many characters without being seen. He's actually Even very considering good. his size. It says, it says here in the Disney wiki, Lucifer's killing method consists of silently approaching the victim and then striking them with his claws once close enough. Hmm. Roscoe and DeSoto, though. Is DeSoto alive? Because I remember he got electrocuted in the last I round. Think, I think it resets. We, yeah, okay. we decided yeah. that he would be back. For Otherwise, the, next the dwarves are going to have like missing eyes in the next round. <laughs> it's just happy by the end. <laughs> <laughs> 
Doc. <laughs> Once Doc goes down, they're all going down. Yeah. yeah. Dopey for the win. As we know in Oliver and Company, Roscoe and DeSoto are scratched in the nose quite a few times by cats. Although the, the animation disappears every now and then, the yeah, scratch marks. But. <laughs> they're healed. It's like a new order. It's a new reset. It was Disney in the 80s. Right. <laughs> but I do think Lucifer would get some very good licks in. But I think with the smarts of Roscoe especially... I think this cat is going down, especially because Dobermans, when they're that malicious, I don't as strong as ca- cats can scare a dog away, but I don't think two Dobermans. And so I think the dogs will get scratched, will get damaged, but I think they are taking the win. I got to go with Ken on this one as well, because I, sa- I, I see them. They're not like just angry, mindless monsters. They are kind of they're conniving mo- mobsters. Yeah, you know? they're, they're yeah. mobsters. They're 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 cruel. They're they're mean and they're also cunning. And so I think, yeah, they're going to come up with a plan and Lucifer is going to be cornered and it's too bad. Quartered. Yes. Bye bye, kitty. It's interesting. I think if it was just one yes. of the dogs, it's a, it's a closer fight. Totally. Yeah. But the fact that it's two, that's a huge advantage. And just them. to clarify, once again, we did pair some of these up uh, just because they don't really make sense apart from each other. And they have the, a shared Disney wiki page, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're mad, just get mad at Zach because I already am. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Joel. We've almost agreed three times. <laughs> Next up is Morph from Treasure Planet. Remember First, him? Nope. <laughs> Versus Kronk from Emperor's New Groove. Can we just say Morph is dead because no one remembers him? Aww. I'm kidding. Well, so Morph is this little blob that can transform into any, anything, but it seems also anything within a certain size level. He cannot go bigger than, say, I don't know, four inches. I'm going to ask for some cartoon logic on my side here. I'll mm-hmm. allow it. We have Kronk. <laughs> Kronk, who's appeared in so many brackets. He uh, is an, you know, we might as well retire him after this. Forever the bridesmaid. Yeah. But he is but he is a squirrel scout, mm-hmm. right? He is ready to go. A first aid kit. He's got his canteen and everything. And he loves squirrels. And I think this is where Morph would be like, okay, I'm going to be a squirrel. <laughs> and I'm going tr- to trick this guy. But, Which Morph was working for the bad guy initially. Yes. He was with Long Jungle. And so, so Kronk's going to see this little squirrel run up. He's big squeakity squeak, squeakity squeaker. Morph can't speak. He can. He can mimic. He can't use language. No, he, he can. He, he uses kind of like, it's a little echo of what people say. Kind of like a parrot. So can he echo Kronk? So he could do exact Kronk voice then? Probably, but it's Kronk like, would actually love that. It's this little high-pitched thing. So he, he'd be like squeakity squeak squeak. And he'd be like squeakity squeak squeak. <laughs> is that is that canon? That's what he does. Okay, in all I'll the take it. I watch. Yeah, yeah. See, I think he would actually lose trust because he wouldn't speak the right language, or he would just repeat the same thing back to him. I think Kronk would get a little upset because there's an imposter scout, and he would put Morph inside the metal canteen, squeeze on the top, and go throw it in a frozen lake. And Morph. Why is he throwing it in a frozen lake? Well, Morph. How could, do you how do you throw something into a frozen lake? Well, he would if it's frozen. He'd get it, to moan. Just like, no, just skitters he, on top of he it. He would freeze the canteen after that because Morph is goo, and mm. I think if you freeze it, he will fall apart and die. Mm. I actually goo. go in the opposite here because I feel like Morph would like I actually have here. Morph would probably morph into a squirrel and go up on. Uh, Go up on Patrick Warburton's shoulder. Patrick right? Warburton now. Yeah. <laughs> Kronk, <laughs> yeah. Right around right Crunk's shoulder and start and just kind of be there and be like, oh, hello, little guy. And just keep in mind how close is how close Morph is to the jugular vein right now. <sighs> and he would just morph one of his uh, like Terminator 2, you know, Terminator 2. So he's OP? Morph he's, is he's, OP. He's not OP, but I think that like the height thing, he can't morph into like something bigger than him, really. And but the scroll was such a perfect size, I had to give it to Morph. What do you think, Zach? But Joel. Kronk deserves better. 
He does. He does. Just and he's awesome. I, 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 that's why he's on every bracket for, we've ever for done. For Morph. Morph. I'm not Nobody saying, even knows the Forgotten X Man. I know. That's why this was <laughs> this was not an emotional decision for me. This was looking at this with cold hard logic and be like, yeah, the scroll's going to turn. You saying the blade through the eyeball? I didn't say that but because the kids meant. are going to listen to this. <laughs> T two reference. Watch it when you're older. Kronk has been on so many brackets, and he almost loses every time because it's some intelligence problem. He's a he's a brute, but he really has no strategy and you you even your argument kent is he'll maybe win by accident i'm giving it to morph oh poor crunk <laughs> poor guy i feel bad i know oh. you tried guy you tried can't get a break you can't get a break <laughs> <laughs> some people just don't know next up is iago from aladdin versus brutus and nero from the rescuers so a small slightly obese red parrot Versus yes. slender green American slender That's slender not slender, not slender. slender. they're obese they're chunky. green American crocodiles. Okay, <laughs> I see it playing out this way. Iago can actually mimic voices. He as can. We've seen. He can. Yes, voice mimic. And so he will voice Madame Medusa. And honestly, mm. he could win in many ways. It's not just his powers of flight, which the alligators will never ever have. They can't even climb up anything. But he is so smart and deceiving that he'll trick them. I mean, in the movie, they were trapped in an elevator by a rodent and they're trapped in an elevator dropped injured and i think iago could do a number of things but i will say he'll probably use madame medusa's voice and find somewhere go through a small hole or something and then maybe there's a cave-in or maybe they get stuck somewhere but he'll find a way to drop something on them make them get crushed or electrocute them he could win in 90 different ways depending on the environment well so here's how i see it kent yes Crocodiles are cold-blooded animals. And so uh, Lumiere comes in. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah, right. No, I, I, I think I, I'm going to agree with you here that Iago is cunning and smart. Uh, Brutus and Nero are smart for animals, but you're right. He's got Madame Medusa's void. He can command him to do all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think all he has to do is get him right in the right spot and then drop an anvil on their heads or a piano or anything. an organ. He could Literally the, anything. He could tip over the <laughs> organ on top <laughs> of them once they were sitting there trying to play it. Right. And so I think I got to give it to Iago. They're as pretty well. good at the organ, by the way. They are. They're, they're quite good, but they're also yeah. just they're just brutes, and they're not very good at getting into small spaces. I mean, it's very slow mice outsmarted them every single time. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is Iago has the advantage of flight. He has the advantage of small. He's a small, so he can get through small spaces and intelligence. I, I think that he's going to get the upper hand on Brutus and Nero simply because he's smarter than they are, and he can outwit them and outmaneuver them. Mm-hmm. Huh? Cartoon logic. Nice. Hey, Iago <laughs> moves on. An anvil. That's cartoon okay, logic that's now. That's great. Huh. I love it. Yeah. All right. Next up is Ka. From the Jungle Book. Versus first round darling Helga Sinclair. Helga Sinclair. Helga's back. The sleeper hit. <laughs> yeah. Of the first show. This is the Cinderella story. <laughs> it's going to be Helga and Morph in the end. <laughs> <laughs> I came up with some more attributes of Helga because I went, I hate to admit this, on a deep dive with Helga Sinclair. Did. And a deep dive is actually a pun because of uh, uh, Lost uh, Empire. Yeah. I kind of fell in love with her. I think I love Helga Sinclair now. <laughs> and it's probably because of all the weird fan art out there. No, you you don't, weirdos. Don't, do don't Google that. <laughs> don't look it. Definitely don't. I would Google each of these characters and maybe they had a hero page or villains page and a Disney wiki, which had a couple paragraphs. Helga has fan pages out there. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. But basically, any skill, any fighting skill you can think of. And I could go through them. For example, she studied Aikido, which is a Japanese form of self-defense, and a martial art that uses lock holds, throws, 
and uses the opponent's own movements against them. Also, she has knife defense, sword defense. Granted, she is fighting a snake here. Mm-hmm. She is. And I think that Ka, while very persuasive, is a little bit calm and kind of like he's, he doesn't ever seem like he's like attacking. It's kind of this slow, southern, yeah, hey, let me move them in here. And so I think he's going to try this with Helga Sinclair, but it takes a seducer to know a seducer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, think, I like this. I think that Helga, done. Ka, is <laughs> nope. going, Ka is going to wrap up Helga Sinclair in his coils and try to hypnotize her. But she has skill. She is skilled in tactical combat, knife fighting. Yes. Cult, and she has a cult throwing knife, a bow staff, and a katana that like she can use yeah. very easily. And I think any one of those things, or a flare gun. Just grab his head, same thing. put the flare gun, gun in, in his the mouth. mouth. Yes. <laughs> I have that too for my win. <laughs> and ka-boom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had it that she can't even keep straps on, as Joel said before. <laughs> that how's a python going to hold on to that? There we go. That's <laughs> Helga, Helga Sinclair. Sinclair. Helga Wily Sinclair woman is going another round. I love it. All right. <laughs> Helga Sinclair. I didn't even know who she was two weeks ago. And now everyone will know her name. <laughs> The world's going to know her name. And in the next round, we have Joanna the Goanna. From Rescue is Dan Under. And Honest John. From Pinocchio. <laughs> I, I figured if I did an accent yeah. for one, I had Pinocchio. to accent Pinocchio. There we go. I had to do that. Goannas, Pinocchio. they travel at 12 miles per hour. And Joanna is about eight feet long, I think is what they, they eight say. F- she didn't seem eight feet. No, no, sorry. The, oh, sorry. No. In the movie. Uh, the... The goannas in general. Oh, they are, can get up, can get up eight feet, feet. Yes, with their sorry, tail and everything. Yeah, she seems to be a little bit smaller in the movie. A little bit. I'd say she's probably four or five feet. Yeah. Whereas we have Honest John. By the way, I was watching some clips of that, and I always thought of him as a small fox about the same size as Pinocchio. He's the size of a grown man. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Creepy. It's a red fox that's the size of a grown man. Like I always pictured a small red fox. Do you know what I realized about mm. Honest John? He's not really a sidekick. He's more of a middleman. Yes. Like he's the one who gives Pinocchio to Stromboli. He's the one who gives Pinocchio to the uh, carriage driver to take him to the Pleasure Island. Right. I kind of regret having him on the bracket, but we're already in this deep, so we might as well just get sure. going. Yes. Honest John is a talker. Joanna doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. And, and Joanna does, however, respond to anger as Percival McLeach continually <laughs> berates her and gets after her. Mm-hmm. And she cowers. She cowers. Like she's actually pretty malicious. Yes. But she does cower. And I think Honest John is going to, he's a very kind of persuasive person. I think he is going to convince Joanna that he has eggs for her. That's the downfall. Which Joanna, the Goanna, can't loves resist. eggs. In the movie, she finds a pile of three rocks, thinks they're eggs, and starts trying to claw them open and bite them open, and her claws fall off. Yeah. And I feel like that would happen. He'd trick her with rocks. Yep. Claws would fall off, and he'd grab two of the rocks on the side. <gasps> and that's where I'm going to leave I that. was going to say he was going to sell her to the circus. That would work, too. So oh, she's out is... of the picture. So either way, Joanna the Goanna is gone. She's gone. Joanna the Goan. Gone. Nope. Gone. Goanna. Goanna. Wow. And for our final round in the villain's side, Ooh. it's Pain and Panic. From Hercules. Versus Flotsam and Jetsam. From Little Mermaid. Hmm. Now, this is demons from the underworld yes. versus... I would say two of the most competent side sidekick but, to. But they're still villain. underwater dwellers. These moray yes. eels. Fun fact, by the way, huh. these the moray eels actually have two sets of jaws. Like they have outer jaws, and they have like when they open their mouth, there's actually a smaller set of inner jaws that pulls the prey in. So remember, 
when the jaws open wide and there's more jaws inside, that's a moray. Oh, <laughs> not my joke. Yeah. Not my joke, but I laughed heartily when I found Still it. Still good. Oh. So at Disney World, I don't know if, if you want to accept this as canon, Zach. I love Disney World. At Disney World, well, there's a show called Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, and Flotsam and Jetsam are revived from the dead by Hades to assist Ursula in her plot to submerge the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> so they can exist in the love, underworld as well. I love when you go deep. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's weird, but this happened. So this is hard because Pain and Panic, I would say on their side, they are shapeshifters. But I also read in the Disney Wiki, yes. they don't have a lot of control over what they do. It's a very short time. Uh, I was going to say, it's, it's apparently very hard to shapeshift. It takes a lot of effort from them. They're not, they don't do voice mimicry. When they're shapeshifting, they, You're right. they sound like themselves. So whether they were like, they acted, they morphed into a mermaid, for example, to distract Flotsam and Jetsam, or were two other eels, I think that would kind of work and it would trick them for a little bit. I do think Flotsam and Jetsam are obviously smarter, but we're dealing with two immortal beings. Mm, not that immoral. The, and immortal. and immoral. Not that immortal. So because in House of Mouse, Kent. Yeah. <laughs> How they, dare you? They tease Jiminy Cricket and, and make him quit being the puppet's conscience. And at the, so at the end of the episode, the blue fairy zaps them into ashes. Yeah. Also, demons may seem immortal, but how do you kill a demon? Holy water, salt water. Wait, those are not the same thing. You can use either one. Flotsam and Jetsam can have holy water, become priests, and bless the water. <laughs> Flotsam saying, and Jetsam, they just join the priesthood. <laughs> become priests. Yeah. So they they, can, this is all during the battle, they mind went, you. They went to the seminary. <laughs> they, they go to the seminary during the become battle. Become priests. Become priests. They bless, bless the, water. the water they're swimming in, and it becomes holy water. Either that or, no, you know. I see pain and panic. But salt they, water, salt is actually drives demons away. So salt would work. It's a ring of salt. That's think of actually, that. That's a good point. I'm using supernatural salt. rules. Then in why did you go with the holy water argument? Yeah, just because it's salt funnier. <laughs> salt doesn't do a number on demons. Is it demons? Yeah, it's demons. Yeah, it's demons. Demons. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. But you're kind of right there, Kent. See, I was thinking. Although I think pain and panic might not be the same universe as supernatural. They're demons. <laughs> I see it playing out this way. I okay, see okay. pain and panic. Becoming Ursula, one being the top half of Ursula, one being the bottom half of mm -hmm. Ursula, and commanding Flotsam and Jetsam to do their bidding. And their bidding is going to be they have to go like in this certain area of the ocean where they have a trap set up for them. And then they're going to start losing the ability to, you know, be together. Uh, pain and panic. Card. Oh, sure. Yeah. And they'll kind of fall apart. But by then it'll be too late. Flotsam and Jetsam will be in the trap, like a giant bear trap type thing. Clamp Flotsam and Jetsam. They're just eels. But at the same They're time, just eels. pain and panic have never actually completed a task that they were given. They were always yelled at and condescended to. There's a so first yes, time for everything. They would put a <laughs> trap out there, but guess what? They didn't actually set it. They just laid the trap and there's no actual spring to release the trap. The part of their plan falling apart also, is they when can't they give commands to Ursula because they can't speak. They can, they I can mean, speak. They, can't, they can't mimic voice. They, I know they can't mimic voice, but I mean... Pain and panic kind of Flotsam sound and like Jetsam are Ursula. the two smartest side henchmen. And once again, saltwater against demons. Pain and panic are the most capable henchmen. No, they're not. Mm -hmm. Meaning not like they, well, most abilities. They fall I mean. all over themselves, panic attacks. They're some of the biggest. But we most think of flawed. their powers and what they can do. They have yes, a lot of potential. But they don't they have potential, but they don't utilize it because they never complete a task. They couldn't kill a baby. Sounds wrong. That does sound wrong. But Voldemort <laughs> couldn't do that either. Yeah. Oh. 
Kent, I think your argument about holy water is among the worst I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be a great visual, though? It's awful. But it's pain- priest collars on the more ales. I will draw that. If you, vote, if you vote them through, I will draw that. <laughs> Kent, I'm telling you right now, I know that you'd be more ter- terrified in t- running into an eel in the water than you would a demon. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Oh, 100%. You're not wrong. It pains me to say that I'm going to put flotsam and jetsam on because I hate your argument so much. But the salt water, that, does that salvage it a little bit? No. I think it's just competency versus... Wait, wait. So who won? Uh, flotsam and jetsam. Oh. It's competency. The, pain and panic are bumbling. Holy water. What are you doing to me? I know. You're <laughs> welcome. All right. We just finished another round. Okay. So we have to go back to the hero side. Yes. Okay. With our first matchup being Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah. Versus Little John. Okay. Now, I haven't planned any of these, not knowing the outcomes of that first round. We can't can't know where this is going to go. So we have the two crafty buddies versus a big bear that uses disguises. Once again, he's a very large target. He is, but at the same time, they don't do well against predators that are bigger than them. They were freaked out by Simba when they first saw him. Yeah, they were. I think Little John is And Nala. And Nala. Yeah, they freaked out at Nala. And I think Little John, I mean, he's a big bear. And I think that Timon and Pumbaa are going to be panicked, first of all. And I think, okay, we, we only actually see Little John firing an arrow, I think, once during the movie. And it's like during the prison escape. He, mm-hmm. I don't think he ever does it defensively. But he does have a dagger. He does have a quarterstaff. He has a shirt, hat, and shoes. I think... Well, and he's also very good at spying. And I think Timon and Pumbaa can't really hide singing in the jungle, or regardless of wherever they are. And so he'll watch them. He'll know exactly what they're doing. Well, and also keep in mind that he is a skilled fighter because he punched the sheriff with ease, according to Disney Wiki, mm-hmm. and defeated the rhino guards. If he can defeat a rhino, yeah. he can defeat a warthog. It's too bad because Pumbaa has been waiting to use his comically dangerous flatulence. Going for no- <laughs> I want What's that going to do against Little I John? I want another five-star review, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but I think Little John, more than any other character here, will laugh it off. He'll think it's hilarious. Mm. And so it won't really affect him much. Oh, man. You guys had a good teamwork thing going with like Timon setting the trap and Pumbaa coming barreling yeah, in. Yeah, but, but I think that they've was they've won against... twice with barreling, but you can't barrel a big bear. <laughs> Say that ten times fast. They, I was going to say they've gone against kind of easier fare. I think Little John is definitely a more formidable foe. It's barbecue time. Little John goes on. Next. Oh, well, huh? well, I just wanted to bring this up too. Do it. Uh, another one of those fun Easter eggs. In the Hunchback of Notre Dame, two men carry a deceased warthog that resembles Pumbaa during the Out There song number of the film. Oh, <laughs> and that's in medieval times. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Eh. But uh, I think Little John may have hunted that warthog down. Oh. And for the next round, we have Abu versus Philoctetes. So we have a ninja, a ninja thief, a ninja monkey, a ninja monkey versus the greatest mentor. He did almost retire several times because of failures in his past. But man, he is he's so quick. But Abu could hide so well. Phil doesn't really have the weapons on his side where Abu does. He's got. He's probably got a dagger stashed in his little little monkey vest. Yeah. Yeah, like the Mary Poppins hat that is his fez. But they yeah. both suffer with greed. Yeah. I think something that works against Phil the, the satyr is lust. That's true. <laughs> okay. It's a weakness. Go on. It's a weakness. I don't know how that comes into play here. Please don't let it. <laughs> This is this. Is I a don't think battle. Phil will catch him. I do not think Phil will be able to eat Abu, but I do think he'll get the upper hoof in many <laughs> ways. I do think he can jump really high. He can butt with his horns, but Abu has got the speed. I see Phil 
trying to fight Abu, and I see Abu, for some reason I just see Abu like skittering all around him. Like he keeps trying to get him, and he can't get him. I think Abu. Maybe if you buy the action figure that costs a little bit more, you get no. a big crusted jewel. Deluxe. Oh god. You get a jewel that he stole from the Cave of Wonders. Okay, even though that melted. The jewel melted. Okay. Yep. <laughs> it's a prequel. They do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And okay. while he's swinging around, like you described, Joel, he throws it down and Phil's eyes just go big because he loves riches. I don't think he loves him as much as Abu, though. I think Abu is the more tempted by greed. So one. You, think, you think Abu loses his skills when I greed think, is involved? I think, that, I think that Phil, he has probably a large savings from training all these heroes mm-hmm. uh, awards and cups and whatnot. Right. Like I'm pretty sure he has like a big trophy. And I think Abu is yeah, going to be distracted place. by that. And then I think Phil is going to club Abu on the head. What if Abu somehow tells Phil about all the women at the kingdom? How is he uh, going to do that? <laughs> <laughs> and then he does the impression and he, you know, he walks around like, he plays charades and acts don't, like there's women in that no, direction. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> Sorry, I just... If only... I'm so glad people can't see the, <laughs> the gestures you're making right now. And he points toward the <laughs> castle. And when Phil goes, what? And he pokes his head through the bushes, Abu gets a sword and cuts him in half. Hey, we've all got swords. <laughs> kind of like Hercules. Wield, Abu does wield a sword Phil was point. so distracted, he didn't even see young Hercules right behind him because he was looking at nymphs by the lake. I think they're both agile. I think they're both fast, but I think one of them is stronger and has horns on his head and hooves on his feet. I agree. That's a huge advantage, but I think the sword will do a good job right down the midsection of Phil. Uh, I think it's going to be Phil on this one. Yeah, it's good. It's got to be Phil. Yeah. You tried. <sighs> I wanted to get a boo further, but I cannot see him winning against no. him. No, because here's the thing. You make the greed argument, but I think the only thing that like, sure, Phil can be greedy, but he wants glory and victory yes. more than than money. So, hmm. Philoctetes goes on. Okay. And the next round. No! We, no! We got some we have, darlings here. We have the genie killer, seven dwarves, <laughs> versus the straight-up murderer, Pascal. I'm obviously <laughs> voting for the seven dwarves here. There's no way Pascal is going to win because I see the seven dwarves as they are they are people who have had to scrimp and save and hunt and fight. I mean, they're this cottage in the wood with no other resources around. They're on their own. And they know their way with, around with a pickaxe, as I've mentioned many times many before. Times. I just I see them as seeing Pascal as a potential for a meal rather than a formidable foe. It's seven dwarves all the way. Keep in mind, they have been reset and there are all seven in case any have been lost. Yes. One was sent down to the core of the earth at one point. <laughs> I see, I mean, even just Sneezy, sneezing, knocked his companions entirely across the room. One sneeze and Pascal is airborne. Okay. okay. Here's how I see it playing out just <laughs> now. Pascal's going to use his camouflage. Okay. And he is going to be his only, his only ability. By it's the a way. pretty strong ability. I mean, you pet Pascal up against Randall, who got lost in the first round. I think it's Pascal all the way. But I think Pascal is going to be hidden on the clothes of Happy, for example. And I think you have. Why is always got to be Happy? I know. Why can't he bashful? But then you have Grumpy, and he's going to keep grabbing the shirt or cloak of Grumpy. And Grumpy's going to look over like, Happy, cut it out. Oh, no. And he's going to keep doing it. Keep pestering it from the inside. To the point, yes, where there will be discontent. And then to the point where there is a huge brawl. And it's a pickaxe from Grumpy to Happy. And it's going to keep happening. And Pascal, invisible Pascal, is going to cause that much mayhem that there will be infighting he's between the invisible. ranks. He's not He can camouflage himself. But you could see him on places. Very, very tough. Did know. you see him in I the d- flower pot? I very don't tough. know how... 
he would be able to pull his shirt without eventually you seeing like a lizard there. Like, what is pulling him? Well, that's the thing. He pulls and then Grumpy's like, what? By the time he looks, doesn't see a thing. Yeah, but I think the seven dwarves have a brotherhood between them that would stop them from that but, all that infighting. That's but what we thought about bacon pull. sale, but here we are. Like, I hate to say, oh, it's hard because... I know we've been together for years, Happy, but you pulled my shirt one too many times, stabby, stabby. Hey, you work <laughs> together that often? It's seven dudes? They're minors. There's They're a lot tough. Of, there's a lot of anger there. <laughs> well, not with Happy. Zach, there's something, there's a choice I want you to make, but make your choice. Okay. Okay. So you're telling me... <laughs> <laughs> that a teeny little chameleon. <laughs> pick the seven dwarfs. I want you to pick the seven dwarfs. It's the seven dwarfs. Yeah. Of course it's the seven dwarfs. Oh, man. I really wanted Pascal to go to the end. <laughs> like the very end. He should have died last round. Quick little twist. Joel, would you have Lumiere against the, the seven dwarfs? Would Lumiere beat the seven dwarfs? I think he would have actually. Really? Only because he took on like an entire army in the castle. Not by, himself. Not by himself, yeah. but I'm saying he was willing to go in the battle. In fact, he only survived when Cogsworth came down the railing with, with the, the scissors in LeFou's bum. Right. Yeah. Hmm. He was saved. I mean, he was going to die. He was saved, but, you know, there's no fire in the woods. <laughs> it sounds so wise, but it's I don't ominous. know why. It's ominous. <laughs> I think that's like a saying by Confucius or something. <laughs> well, it's the art uh, of war, actually. Ah, yeah. The world will never know. Seven dwarves, go on. And for our last matchup on the hero side, we have Mater versus Maximus. Huh. Oh, man. Transportation. I, I have a fact here. I don't want to bring it up. Not I'm yet bring it or up. what? Is this your like ace in the hole? No, but kind of. Hmm. The average horse can gallop at approximately 30 miles an hour. <laughs> 55 is the fastest maximum speed a horse can go. <laughs> Mater has a horsepower of 200 uh, and a V8 engine, and his fastest speed is 90 miles per hour. He can go zero to 60 in 10 seconds. Have we ever seen this happen, notwithstanding Cars 2? I'm not sure, but I do know in Cars 2, he got a bunch of weaponry added to him. Most of it was taken away, except he was given permission to keep a pair of rockets. <gasps> what? I don't want to kill Maximus. And you're not going to, and I'll tell you why. But I think that he's going to, un- he's going to first of all, Go 90 miles an hour into a 50 mile or into a 30. Well, we'll, we'll give him the maximum 55 mile an hour horse. That's 40 miles per hour more. Are you turning this into a math problem? Yeah, yeah. Are we playing chicken? <laughs> so, okay, we have no, Maximus no, no, running no. at 50, 55 <laughs> no miles per hour towards uh, uh, Texas. And then we have <laughs> the Mater goes. driving there. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So Mater's breaking the law. If he's going 90 miles per hour, he is breaking the law. Maximus. There's no speed limit in an open field. (laughs) They're about to kill each other, but he's upset about the speeding. That's what he's upset about. And he has some illegal rockets at his disposal, apparently. And so... He didn't even let me finish, though. First of all, he's going to hit him, and then he's going to use the rockets when Maximus gets up. I see a double whammy here. I don't see Maximus coming out of the See, but you forget that Mater has a huge weakness, and it's his eyes. All you need to do is smash that windshield, and you've smashed the eyes of Mater. We don't know what's inside. Yeah, we don't know what's inside. No one knows what's inside. No, The guts of the car's creatures or creations (laughs) is so disturbing. The fan art of what's inside a car is terrifying. Don't Google it. No. Or Helga Sinclair. At all. Mm. But I think Maximus, he's not just some horse that's going to run into a car or be running alongside. He's a very crafty general. Pair of rockets. First rocket shoots. All Maximus, Maximus starts running away. He's not, he's not. This isn't like he's not. Like, Maximus can jump up. One, first and first rocket goes Maximus off. And speed Maximus, Maximus runs nothing. away. He chases after him. Hits him again. He hits him for the first time, and then he shoots the second rocket in. <laughs> I think he bats it away with a frying pan, which he has. 
armed with him. And it's cartoon what is logic. This, what is this, Fast and Furious 8? He's going to knock away a rocket with a frying <laughs> I, pan? I like that Fast and Furious 8 is more ridiculous than any of these cartoons. But yes, he'll knock a rocket away. I like, like Maximus more than Mater, but Mater's going to win this. I think he needs to just jump on him through the eyeballs and smash his rockets <gasps> away with a frying pan. Except. No. Do we have a twist? Yes. No. Are you just bringing this up now? Have you been leading into this? I forgot I had this note here. Maximus is a palace horse originally owned by the captain of the Corona Guard. <laughs> oh, God. No. Corona is an island kingdom, uh, the birthplace of Rapunzel. Mm -hmm. Maximus has the power of Corona on his side. Sure does. Can <laughs> shut down entire kingdoms for almost a year. <laughs> uh, Joel, I'll make you a deal. I don't want There's no deal. deals. I'll make you a deal. What? We normally reset between rounds. If you give up Mater's rockets, he goes on. So he can't use By the rockets. Way, the in rockets the next round. are a bit. <laughs> I like how this is. I love the rockets. Our logic is so fuzzy. It's yeah. very fuzzy. If you give up the rockets, wait, I'll but put that's how he won the met. Are you just going by speed then? No, he's he's using them up in this round. Is like what he's like your rockets. I can't use. I can't use out rockets of ammo. again. Okay. 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 Mater goes on. <laughs> and I, hate, rock, I, I hate I hate Mater rocket. so much, and I love Maximus. Shame on you. And you have to go rockets. by a Funko Pop of Mater now, Zach. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> Yeah, Why did I did lose this. so bad in this? I love how like we, our logic is just like, okay, everyone resets, except for Mater's except Rockets. Except for Mater, because we hate Mater so much. <laughs> the dwarves keep respawning. <laughs> it's like a video game. <laughs> so we're going to the villain side right now with Lawrence and Shanzi. I can't even get these the right. The hyenas, the three hyenas. The hyenas, thank you. Shanzi, Bonsai, and Ed. So Lawrence is bigger than the hyenas, but there's three of them. And they have claws and they have teeth. And Lawrence is not a very fast mover. <laughs> no, he's not fast. He's kind of clumsy, actually. Uh, he's also incredibly greedy. I don't know. He if just wants gonna... power. Yeah, he just wants power. I think he's going to think once again. I think he's going to think he has the upper upper hand. He's going to be maybe on you know, trailing down Ed mm -hmm. uh, with I don't know what weaponry he would even have. Not much. Silver tray. Yeah. But he's going to get him and he's looking at one and then the two others. <laughs> yeah. They, Clever girl. They flank him and turn him into flank stakes. Oh, wow. Yep. Lawrence is going Lawrence down. is gone. That's Finally. The three he made it hyenas. way too far. Wow. Okay. Roscoe and DeSoto versus the almighty Morph. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the thing. How do you beat Morph now, Joel? No, no, no. Here's the thing. We have not seen Morphs in, like, he's not particularly invulnerable. We don't really see what happens to him. Yeah, he's been do a hat. He looks, do you know what he looks like to he me? tossed aside. He looks like a big piece of pink bubble gum. And I think Roscoe Dots and DeSoto. Chew toys. And I think Roscoe and DeSoto are going to treat him like a and chew toy. And are they going to fight over him and separate him <gasps> I, to no. the point of swallowing? I think so. And I think it's going to be a thing where Morph. It, you know, remember in Terminator 2, once again? Oh, when he, why are you using Terminator 2 so much? When, when Terminator 2 is in the That's lava, in the molten metal, and he's trying to turn into something to try to save yeah. himself and nothing works? Yeah. That's what's happening. To I Morph. think Morph will be separated and swallowed by these dogs. It's horrifying. Will be a horrifying existence. It is horrifying, but at the same time, it's like well, the thing is, we don't really know what can kill Morph, but it's never been stated that he's invulnerable or immortal. Right. So I think fire or <laughs> or puncture wounds or anything like that could probably take him down. So okay. You know how like when when uh, you you can bend in a certain way and you know you feel fine, but then if someone bends you the wrong way, it hurts. I think it's with Morph. He can morph in a certain way, but if someone twists in the wrong way... Yeah, and like you said, control. things are generally his size as well. And so even if you try to be a dog, it would be a little puppy. A little well, not even that. Like a little toy dog. Yeah. So yeah, Morph just got taken out. That chew toy. Roscoe and DeSoto. How knew, who knew Roscoe and DeSoto would be going so far? That's, that's ABC gum right there. That is like... That's a terrifying image. Oh, It's well-deserved. And our next matchup is Iago and Helga Sinclair. So good. This is a good matchup. <sighs> really? Uh, 
<laughs> I like Zach. Really? Really? Iago is very, very smart. Very <laughs> conniving. Okay. But he's also so greedy that he gets in his own way a lot. Yes. And he aligns himself with people that betray him in many ways. But so does Helga. She didn't. She never really trusted the the bad guy. We don't know whose name he is from Atlantis: The Lost Empire. <laughs> we didn't know her. Oh name. no, no. He, the, the that guy's name that she worked for. Yeah. Uh, Corporal. Ah, what is his name? Six months later. Rourke. That's his name. Okay, Rourke. Rourke. Okay. Yeah. Not that. So it that's she was Rourke. a secondary antagonist to Rourke, right? Yeah. And once again, her weakness is poor promotion in a not great Disney movie, which is really too bad. <laughs> but one thing about Helga, she was trained at Quantico. In uh, rifle and shotgun shooting. Yes. That bird is going to be a clay pigeon, and it's time to pull. <laughs> so I see Iago using all his tricks, voice mimicry, flight. Because he has talents. He does. Genius level of intellect and some knowledge of magic. But I think he, if one defining feature of Iago is that he is annoying. Oh, very much so. And I think Helga Sinclair has a very short tolerance for that kind of behavior. So I think he is going to try his best to get at her. She is not going to take any of his crap. He's going to go flying off. And keep in mind, she fell off a balloon. Yes, she did. Landed on the ground and was still able to shoot the balloon with a flare gun uh -huh. from the ground after falling Turn from the ground. Turn around after broken bones. Yes. And give a final word as well. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. It was the same thing he said to her. Yeah. But Iago is going to get a flare gun to the back, and Helga Sinclair is going to move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're all voting for Helga Sinclair. <laughs> I had no idea who she was before doing this bracket. <laughs> Just the new favorite. Oh, that's so great. Okay, now next up is Honest John and Flotsam and Jetsam. All right, so the sneaky fox versus the two eels that defeated demons from the underworld. <laughs> a fox the size of a man. He's very fast. Uh, red foxes can actually travel very 31 fast. miles per hour, which is no mater. No. He also carries <laughs> with him a, a black cane. Yeah, so the cane would be his weapon. That would be his weapon. Is there, is there a sword in the cane? Like, can he pull I it don't, out? It's I don't think sword? that's canon. It's not canon. It shouldn't be canon because it's Pinocchio. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be horrible. It's probably a cigar. I was going to say cigar. But yeah. here's the other thing. I think that Honest John has some, some moral center. Because when the coachman starts explaining his plans about what he wants to do to force the children into slavery and and uh, and like go beyond the boundaries of the law, Honest John is kind of shocked by this. Like, oh, mm -hmm. I don't know if I should do that. Flotsam and Jetsam don't have that. They have a killer instinct. They have the urge to kill. Well, they have no qualms about he'll doing do it. anything for money. He'll even kill for money or sell Pinocchio for money. And all Flotsam and Jetsam have to do is kind of appear out of the water and say, follow us and we'll give you all the riches you want. And he'll be like, what? What's going on? And then they'll wrap around him, pull him into the water. And what does the fox say? Glub, 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 glub. <laughs> oh, jeez. Wow. I'm sorry. Did you just do a what does the fox say reference? Yes, I did. 2012, coming yeah. back at us. <laughs> okay. Flotsam and Jetsam are moving on. And we are to the Elite Eight. Pew, 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 pew. Wow. Back to the hero's side. Lil John and Philoctetes. Little John feels more like a lackey here than Philoctetes, who is more of a leader. He's more of a mentor. Mm -hmm. And so I think the fighting skills that Phil knows would definitely outpace Little John. Oh, but he did just beat Pumbaa, who is kind of the same-ish size. Yeah. But just Pumbaa. I mean, he takes out a rhino. He punches the sheriff, who's this giant... What is the sheriff? Like a fox? He's not a fox. Like a wolf? He's gray. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing wolf. Okay, okay. I think Little John will be shooting an arrow. Okay. 
or be using a knife to like throw stuff at Phil because Phil's coming at him fast with those horns. He's going to butt right into him. He's going to spear him. And you know what Phil does? Every time an arrow comes, chomp, 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 chomp. <laughs> Batman. As every, the sword comes, chomp, 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 chomp. But how many times <laughs> did we see... Sword. How yeah, many he times? He eats the sword. <laughs> <laughs> I just see Phil like running into his gut and all I see little so, John is going, oof, boom. and then just going back at him with the quarter staff or with the dagger. I believe he'll probably get stuck in the gut of little John. And I do think the gut kind of works against him because that's where he's soft. And I think the little horns, John or, or little Phil? John, little John, I think the, the horns will kind of spiral into the gut and those will be some wounds that he, he will not and he survive does that, from. Ken. I believe he, he gets in his gut and then little John pulls out his dagger, which is here in his things, but and just stabs it into Phil as Phil is burrowing into his gut. But Phil already ate the dagger, which he no, threw. not in my version. He got <laughs> the arrows. Why would he throw a dagger? Because he's coming at him. No, fast. he shoots the arrows, and then Phil goes at him and rams into his gut, and then Phil just stabs him. And Little actually, John moves I'm going to go with Joel here because of the lust argument. Little John's going to dress up as a woman. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> and there doesn't even need no. to be a fight. What? It's sheer trickery. And Phil loses does, based on his vice. Does Little John suddenly have this crazy killer instinct? Little no, but did he's you know. defensive. He's okay. defensive. He knocked out rhinos. <laughs> that is no, but I see. I see like the Deus Ex Machina well, right I, here. I see them fighting, and then I see Phil coming at him and hitting him in the gut, and then he just takes the knife. Wow. What? So Little John goes on. Cool. John well, goes on. that was very, my Lumiere, Joel. That bear is very convincing as a woman. Okay. Well, I guess Little John's going on. Okay, next up is the Seven Dwarves versus Mater. I want you to stop it right now, Joel. Stop yes. it. Yes. Seven speed bumps, baby. <laughs> That's all they are. Okay. <laughs> Mater is driving around all over the place, and he is just knocking dwarves left and right. There's no chance the dwarves have here. Except for all their tools have spikes. Do you think that car is going to be able to run with rubber tires when there's pickaxes and saws on the he ground? He can use his hook like a whip and get like three of them All in of a row. sudden, he's the most agile creature in the Disney universe. Ken, that is literally canon when he whips the hook around the back of his car and hooks it onto something. He's hooking all he's of the, the dwarves. He's the spy who knew too little in Cars 2. It's and basically a sling. He accidentally made himself a spy. It's not because he has this prowess. He doesn't have fighting prowess. He accidentally bumps into things. And so these... I'm going to fight for the dwarves because they seem... They should have been your guys with all their spikes and things on the road and still having pickaxes in their hand. They will just damage the engine. They will, all you need to do is tear a radial belt. And Mater How is are they going to get for. the radial belt in a, in he's, a he's, sentient car? He's a rusted car, a rusty hood. No. One pickaxe in, boom. And by the way, that's all you need. All of a sudden, gas leak, ba-boom. After this match, they're going to have to change all the dwarves' names to <laughs> broken, crushed, destroyed, shattered, crumbled, demolished, and mashed. You just looked up the source, didn't you? Synonyms.com. <laughs> <laughs> he may get two or three, but he's not getting them all because he's going to have flat tires, which is a huge weakness. They're taking out the legs of Mater. No longer able I'm to travel 90 I'm saying if the eyes of the dwarves are back, the rockets are back from Mater. <laughs> now I'm saying they're going to puncture his tires and they're going to puncture his intestines. Mater is also skilled in karate. He was able to take out several bodyguards. Several? That's almost seven. What? <laughs> it's actually not almost seven. Look, several and seven, they're basically like the words. They, they have the sev. Yeah. <laughs> Though, there's no way because his tires will be gone and he will be grounded and then out come the pickaxes. Literally one pickaxe to the engine, he's done for. Old cars don't last long. But uh, so let's say we're going along with your, the tires are slashed, mm -hmm. right? So then what happens when the tires, maybe they, they come off? 
rusted rims yeah, slicing he, through. He still can't go. He can't go 90 miles per hour. He can go like two miles per than hour. Dwarf. Tetanus. Are you serious? Tetanus. Tetanus. <laughs> Tetanus. <laughs> For a rim riding on the ground. Dwarf standing and walking away. That's all you need. Joel, you had me at seven speed bumps. <laughs> Mercy. <laughs> oh, man. Mater goes on. Back to the villain side. We have the three hyenas and Roscoe and DeSoto. Ooh. This, I love this matchup. Yeah, me too. The this hyenas are, are afraid of predators that are larger. They are. The and kind of predator, the hyenas there are, they're big. Maybe not quite Doberman size, maybe about the same size. I'm thinking they're probably about the same size based on what I'm just, I'm thinking of them in my head. By the way, according to Timon, uh, Shenzi's full name is Shenzi Marie Predatora Veldata Jacqueline Hyena. Okay. I do think Ed and DeSoto will probably become best friends. Like, they're both kind of the dim-witted ones of the group. No, I don't call DeSoto dim-witted. He, did. he gets distracted very easily. He's the one that always holds Roscoe back. And I, so I think they'll kind of be play-fighting a little bit. Whereas then we have uh, Shenzi and Bonsai versus Roscoe, who is very bloodthirsty. For me, this is a strength in numbers thing. These are natural predators. Like, hyenas are not just the scavengers that clean up. The kind of hyenas they are are very, very dangerous. I think Dobermans are dangerous to pets cats, you name it. But I think being out in the wilds, the hyenas knowing how to just eat bone, gristle, flesh. I think the hyenas have it based on number. Um, I, I'm just, I'm on the Google right now. Four. Why? Hyenas are way bigger than you think they are. How big does it say? They are, I mean, some, some breeds can be like, we're talking like maybe tiger size. Like but they look can at Roscoe and DeSoto. Well, I mean, we're looking at Shenzi, uh, Shenzi Bonsai, and Ed true, versus true, true, Roscoe true. and DeSoto. But it's, we struggle with the, uh, I don't know, with the scale because they're against But lions. they are about the same size, like standing up as Scar. I think it was a full-grown lion. I, I think that Roscoe and DeSoto are trained to kill, but I think Shenzi Bonsai, and Ed are the born sheer, to kill. The sheer hunger of it all. Yeah. I, I think that Roscoe and DeSoto are going down. They made it pretty far. They, You're choosing surprisingly. to? Surprisingly. Okay. The three hyenas. Wow. I'm proud of Roscoe and DeSoto. Good for them. Yeah, good, good for them. Good. There you go. Here's a trophy. Go away. Helga Sinclair <laughs> versus Flotsam and Jetsam. I think we are about to have some sushi because oh, oh. her katana oh. will just dice those things up. They'll look at her and they can use trickery to their advantage. But like Joel said earlier, the seductive powers of Helga Sinclair. <laughs> not being ready work on Flotsam and Jetsam. What? The seductive power is going to work on Flotsam well, and they'll Jetsam. Well, they'll look at each other. She won't be seductive, but she knows manipulation as well. By the way, I found out something. I knew Flotsam and Jetsam was kind of like sea, sea garbage. I found out that Flotsam is actually the stuff that floats up from a, like a sunken ship, mm-hmm. and Jetsam is the stuff that they intentionally throw out to like lighten the weight. Now you know. Okay. Mm. Learned something so they, so they are ocean junk. Basically. Okay. But you're, you're saying Helga Sinclair is going to chop them up. Yes. Very I'm, much so. I'm disagreeing. I don't know if you remember the end of whatever movie she's in. Uh, Atlantis, Atlantis Lost, Empire. Lost Empire. But she is, uh, she makes an attempt to kick, uh, what's his name again? Why did I forget it again? Rourke. Commander Rourke. She tries to kick Commander Rourke. He grabs her foot and then throws her off the balloon. I think Helga Sinclair is going to make the same kind of attempt with Flotsam and Jetsam, going to try and fight him. She's going to throw a kick. They're going to pull her in the water. The one thing that she did not train for when she was learning the disciplines of Henka, Waza, Tanto Dori, and Tachi Dori was breathing underwater. All they have to do is pull her under, and Helga Sinclair is going down. I don't think they'll be able to. 
because when Rourke actually kicks her off the balloon, she grabs... Throws her off the balloon after she, she attempts yeah, to so kick she, him. She, he kicks her off. She grabs the bottom balloon, swings back up, and then that's when he they fight again. And he grabs her. And he's and able to grab her, her toss her up. That's, she's skilled. It's, it's not Rourke. She's very skilled. In fact, I think she's going to use these two eels against each other because she knows every attack based on what her opponent uses. She's very skilled in this. She's Batman. So she's prepared for sentient moray eels. Yeah, she is. So in, oh, come on. In Aikido... She studies her enemy's attacks, and she will use the two of them against each other, and she will tie these things into a knot Here's so the other much thing you don't anticipate, that Kent. she has her katana. Kent, I don't know if you know this, but well, moray eels actually secrete a protective mu- mucus over their skin, which is also a toxin in some species. Uh-huh. I think once they wrap it's around her leg, that she trained she's for that. dying already. She didn't train in moray toxin. If she l- can land a hundred foot fall, you think a toxin is going to kill her faster than she can take are- out... Eels that can be they chopped are poisoning up. her, they're drowning her, With and no then they're skeleton. using both sets of jaws to consume her. She is gone. I think all it takes is she a blade. She had a good run. Let her go, Kent. I think you she's, can still keep the fan art, she'll but be, let her go. <laughs> she'll be eating sashimi that night. Kent, I think you've gone overboard. With 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 her abilities, but I will take Hale Hocus Sinclair on this one. It's closer than I thought it would be, but uh, I don't know that she's the. She's everything that you're you're making her out to be. Okay, but you're giving Mater everything. But, oh, of course, seven <laughs> speed bumps. Hello. <laughs> okay, so I will go with Helga Sinclair on this one. What? I think it was the right choice. I think, what? Just because I think... Kent, you went overboard. Your argument was terrible. I'm going with but it. But I do like the sword. The sword argument is kind of what got me, and then you kind of went crazy from there. That's what I do. Holy bad decision, Batman. Final four. Whoa. This is the weirdest who's, final four. Who's our final four? This is so strange. Okay, for our final four, and then we'll go into the matchups. On the hero side, we have Little John versus Mater. And on the villain side, we have the three hyenas from The Lion King versus Helga Sinclair from a movie you've never seen. What the heck is happening right now? You did this. How did I do You did this as well. This was a joint effort. You put Mater in the final four with Little John. You did. Seven speed bumps. <laughs> okay, let's do this hero bracket. <laughs> Little John versus Mater. Who's going to the final? Based on everyone Mater is killed, based on his omnipresent powers, how does a bear take out a car, which is apparently the best sports car in the world, that can go 90 miles per hour and it used to have rockets once? I'll tell you how. Please do. quite easy. Please. Oh, okay, go because on. Because here's the thing about Little John, <laughs> is that he has... <laughs> training in like hiding in the woods and you know stealing and disguise and all that different stuff. Mater is skittish, Mater is scared, and the power of disguise could easily be lent to Little John and he could then he disguise actually, himself. He actually is a cow at night, so it's 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 a moonlit night, and Little John is dressed as a cow, and all of a sudden he's like, Mater's like, okay, let's sneak up. All of a sudden, boom, cloak comes off, not a cow, freaks Mater out, probably affects his internal timing or something like that. I think that Mater has a little bit of a car heart attack. Car, a car attack? <laughs> a car attack. Well, I think Mater is skittish, but here's the thing. I think the way I see it playing out is little John is going to be, uh, this isn't, I know, don't get after me, but I know this isn't little John. But in the Jungle Book, when Baloo gets hit by Shere Khan who we killed in the first round and he he lays on the ground and it's like he's dead mm. but then he's okay I think Mater is going to hit Little John and he can take a lot of abuse Little John's going to be laying there on the ground Mater's going to come up and then Little John is going to get up and start and just push into him because he's going to get that running start big bear give him a push and start knocking him down a hill off a cliff Mater falls 
Boom. I think it's not even a cliff. You don't need the cliff here. You just push Mater onto its side. And speed goes away. It's side. I like how you're not, it's, you're not personifying <laughs> He him. gets no character. <laughs> I'll tell you what, little John, he gets it done. That's what he does. What? I, I hate Mater so much. If he goes to the finals, I will be upset for everyone. It's got to be little John. He's a straight up car. He is. But he's little a John? rusted old bucket. <laughs> you guys are giving him like OP Lightning McQueen powers. He's not meant to be elite. He's responsible for cars, too. I think that Ian John Lasseter. That's a good argument. I think that little John can take a lot more abuse than any of the previous opponents of Mater. And so I think even if he does hit him, little John's going to be able to survive it and he's going to come out on top. He's large and the dwarves are small. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. You guys both put little John through. And on the villain side, we have the three hyenas, Shenzi, Banzai, and Ed versus Helga Sinclair. I'm going to keep it simple. Obviously, thank, I, thank goodness. I have a favorite in this match. We all do. But the fourth power she has in her skills and abilities is marksmanship. They won't even know she's coming because she just sniped the three of them. <laughs> they all stay together. She could do it in one shot, to be honest. Just get on their side all profile. All three of them in one shot? Side profile. <laughs> That's all it's so going to take. hunting argument. They'll they are never, savage. Should we have a queen of the jungle. She... I, I, I don't get me wrong. She is a very skilled fighter, but at the same time, three wild animals that, and smart, smarter wild animals, I should say as well. In fact, Ed even seems to be hiding. Two of them are smart. No, that thing is one Ed, of them is not. Ed back. is actually not dumb. He's just not communicative. Like that's the thing they say. They say that he's actually hiding his intelligence. I think that the three of them could kind of flank Helga Sinclair. I see it in the wood setting. She keeps hearing the laughing around here. She's whipping around trying to find them. And then Shanzi, Banzai, and Ed, all three, grab her at the same time. But she can't stand up to Why that. does she seem lost? Like, wouldn't she go in with strategy? She wouldn't just be like no, she's trying stumbling to track them. around. She's trying to track them. She hears the call. She's looking around trying to find where it, to shoot. It's not hard to track laughing hyenas, though. No, it is when you're in an echoing wood. It's an echoing wood. Okay. Is it a big savanna then where she's sitting in a tree and sniping be, them? How is she sniping them in a jungle? It could be anywhere. But I'm saying she could get In the, the elephant done. graveyard. This battle is taking place in the elephant graveyard Easily. Now. She's right on a mountaintop and just looking down. They them stalk her towards her. She's getting ready to fire. They pounce. She stumbles backwards into one of the hot how pots, did they get boiled the hop, alive. How did they get the hop on her? The birdie boiler is now who, on Helga Sinclair. Who uses strategy in everything she does. She is going to be military training, but it's three on one. She's still assessing what's going hyenas. on by the time they've already pounced. How do they get the sneak on her, though? They're not getting the sneak on her. They're just kind of confusing her because they're running around. Like is she, she can't just get laying down and looking in a scope randomly? No, she's trying to get them. But there's three of them, Kent. I don't know if you've ever also, hyenas, taken on three opponents before. Hyenas don't generally attack things larger than them. But Shanzi Banzaned did. Eventually, when Mufasa humbled Scar. But when Scar became vulnerable, they attacked. Helga Sinclair because never was, dealt he was with wounded. hyenas. Helga Sinclair never dealt with hyenas in her movie. Scar was wounded. She will be out of her element. They will take her. Okay. Take on a gun. Take on a shotgun. She'll get one of them. Maybe. Shotgun? That has spread bullets? They're not going to stand right by each other. There's no range Apparently, with a shotgun. There's no range. But if they're running at her, boom. If they're running at her from behind... And the sides. I like how she's lost time. and stumbling around. No, I'm, I'm not saying she's. she's did I master, once say she was lost? Zach, did I once say she was lost? You said no. she's. Did you I said, once? You said, you said she she's out of looking her around them. Looking I around. I said she's looking around, trying to. Get, she's swinging around the gun, trying to find them. How's like, she not okay, prepared for this fight? That's all she does. Who would be prepared for a fight with three hyenas <laughs> in an elephant graveyard when you're born in the 1920s? Uh, 1900, actually. I'll tell you who. Helga Sinclair. 
a woman ahead of her time, the new queen of the jungle. Get over yourself and your lust. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> and see the logic here that three it's, hyenas it's no logic. Guns, win her. kill, jungle animals. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is, uh, this is harder than I thought it would be. At the end of the day, I really like the hyena argument. <laughs> also, nobody's seen that movie. Everybody's seen The Lion King. Yeah, but then they remade it. Then oh. they remade it. They'll never do that injustice I, to Atlantis Lost Empire. I don't know. I've never seen it. Hyenas win. <laughs> Helga. She you, was you a darling. She was amazing. I was really impressed with her, honestly. Guys, what if she won, though? For someone that no one ever knew, what if she won the she entire She made it bracket? to the final four. She needs her own movie. <laughs> no, she doesn't. She the, really does. The Cinderella story never goes all the way. She went the distance. Sad story. So we're at our final two. Our final <laughs> matchup. This epic bracket. Hero versus villain. Hero versus villain. Good versus evil. Little John versus Shenzi, Banzai, and Ed. Go for it, gentlemen. All right. So three on one. One giant bear with weapons. And a, uh, yeah, a blouse. He's wearing belly. a blouse. And seduction. So much seduction. <laughs> no, yeah. no seduction from Little John. Unless he's <laughs> he dressed as a woman. Yeah. Whereas we have three very bloodthirsty. Like, this is carnal instinct versus trained sidekick. Trained in a few weapons. You mean for the sidekick bracket? Yes. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe how far both of these went. <laughs> Here's how I see it playing out. Because we've seen Little John take on multiple people at one time. In fact, like we said, the Rhino Guards, he was fighting mm-hmm. multiple at one time. Yeah, he fought, he beat two at once, right? We also know that Shinzi, Banzai, and Ed have a tendency to cower before larger animals, and when they feel intimidated, they scatter. I think Little John, with his quarterstaff, is going to take out the first hyena, Shinzi. I think with his dagger, he's going to take out the second, Banzai, and Ed, arrow to the throat. Three weapons, three hyenas, one standing little John Bear at the end. I don't see it playing out that easy. I think... It's going to be a hard battle. There will be jaws involved because these hyenas can chew. He may anything. lose his shirt and or shoes. That's what I'm saying. They no will service be, there. They will be jumping him. And I think we'll have Ed and Banzai kind of chewing through his arms, just no, trying to take no, away no, what, what he'll be using why? to get his weapons because that's what he's been able to use all along. Like we haven't really talked about is like him utilizing his weight or anything, but he'll be swinging around and yes, they'll take off some fur and everything. And he may even end up on the ground and then you'll have Shenzi trying to think of who I haven't used yet. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi <laughs> Cheech and Jim Cummings. Yeah. Coming we'll up. The and then all of a sudden it'll be this something so simple. His weapons will be on the ground. He'll have his cap and he'll grab the feather and stick it right in the eye oh. of Shenzi. And Shenzhou will start to panic, and then the others will start to panic, and they'll squirm, and they'll realize they're wounded. And that is when he'll get the drop on them. And he won't use weapons. He'll use just bare fists, and he'll use clobber in time on all three. How is Little John more equipped than Helga Sinclair? He's not. He's also a bear. He's not. Like Helga <laughs> Sinclair. No, this fair. This, I'm just saying. It truly should have been Helga versus Little John. One, it would have been a great match. One big roar from Little John, and the hyenas would cower. Well, that. But they're gonna they're gonna come biting, and I think he'll probably grab the jaws of at least one or two of Hello. them and pry it open. Which Helga Sinclair doesn't have the strength to do. Honestly, a, I, human, I do a human does a not. A bear hunt fair. by Helga fair. Sinclair would have been a great finale. But I th- I think Little John. We'll take this one. Are we agreeing on the final round? He'll be the last man sitting because he'll be bleeding out, but little John will win. So we agree. We agree. 
On the final round. On the final round. You you can't go for the hyenas in this round. Oh, my gosh. The pressure's off me. Yes. <laughs> I was hoping Zach could be the bad guy. <laughs> I, th- I'm, I mean, I may be from several choices here. Wow. So you're going to say that little John just got his own movie. Just got hit on Disney Plus. He is the featured <laughs> Disney Plus character. He just became Big John. Rob and little John walking through the forest, Who's killing hyenas, ripping their jaws open, <laughs> storing their guts away. Oh, you went dark. You went dark. That was all your stuff. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. Little John has won our... our I'm proud of him. Our I'm sidekick stunned. and henchman bracket. I'm stunned. Wow. Let us know if... Someone that almost lost to Baloo in the first round, by the way. I still think he probably should have. I, I Baloo think, would not have made it past. No, I think Baloo would have. Well, he didn't have mm. the weapons yeah. before. Because, yeah, who did, who, did on little, who did Little John fight against? Little John, uh, his path to the victory yes. was against, obviously... Uh, Blue. Mater, Phil, Timon and Pumbaa, Gus and Jacques, of course, and then Baloo. Yeah, I, I don't think it was an easy, it was not an easy path. No. Started off a little bit. Of, well, I mean, that, that big matchup with Baloo. That yeah. was Bear v. Bear. Well, but that's yeah. just it. I think Baloo, it would have been more difficult because he didn't have the added addition. Like, in addition to being a thick skinned bear. Phil would have beat Baloo. Probably. So I think Little John did have the edge there, literally with his blades. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So there you go. Let us know if your bracket turned out the same way. Probably didn't. Uh, I'm I don't, so proud I, I don't of think him. you had Helga Sinclair going to the final four. No, I had Helga you Sinclair should. winning. Well, if Helga Sinclair would have gone, it, Zach. If Helga Sinclair gone against Little John, would you have picked Helga Sinclair to win this entire bracket? Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. It's, it's a modern hunter. <laughs> From it, a movie absolutely. nobody's seen. Yeah. I think she should have gone down with Flotsam and Jetsam, honestly. I think my room is very powerful there. Yeah. Mm. Sushi. But let us know what you thought (laughs) on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let us know if you agree with our decisions or if you disagree. Let us know. Let us know where we ended. If we, where we ended up was okay. Even if we probably don't want to hear it. It's fine. No, we do. We do. (laughs) Let us know. We love you. But before we go, we want to thank some of our patrons in the I am the listener category, which include Terry Finley, Adrian Gray, Chris Strout, Braden Winterton, Jennifer Kilkowski, Sean Sandquist, Kyler just wants Joel's approval, Alicia Bass, Crew Dutler, and Scott Sprague. Thank you, guys. And then, of course, we have our almighty Bacon Council, including Nicole D. Hale, Chris Anderson, Ryan Farron, Stephen Ross, Mots Mudro, Jessica Terry, Brian Madsen, and Reverse Listener. You'll all be fighting in the Hunger Games soon. We'll <laughs> <laughs> do our patron bracket. Oh, man, that would be terrible. So good. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter. You can find me performing with QuickWits. They're doing free online shows right now. For more details, go to qwcom.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. And if you want to read my upcoming movie reviews, it's at HelgaSinclairRocks.com. <laughs> <laughs> now you have to create that email address. Oh, no. And if you want to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at TumblingMustard. But most importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale on all of the social media. Mm-hmm. Like us on Facebook, uh, like at BaconSale on uh, Twitter and Instagram as well. And then, of course, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so by joining Patreon.com. Uh, support starts at just $3 a month. Again, that's Patreon.com slash Bacon Sale. And then while you're doing that, might as well get yourself a T-shirt. Uh, tpublic.com slash Bacon Sale. Get yourself some Bacon Sale merch. Wearing one right now. Hey, it's, it's lovely. Mm-hmm. Restroom Etiquette. That's one of my one. favorite ones. I have that's that one, one, too. Yep. All right. That's all for today. But just remember, look out for those seven little speed bumps. Bump the mic. Bump it. Bop it. Twist it. Pull it. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> I learned it from you. Flatulence jokes every week now. No. <laughs> hey, oh. family friendly. <laughs> yeah. Zach didn't even get that reference. 
Oh, and no. he'll make shish kebabs of the little mice. Oh, he's got a fluffy bum. Me too. His last name is Sebastian. It's like we all went to high school with him and called him by his last name. I hate it. Do 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 chump chump. Cite your sources. Which one is House of Mouse? Hi who, hi who. We will be killing you. And it's feeling kind of bitter in here. Nope. Don't say his name. Did you just do a Harry Potter spell at the table? I did, and I'm so sorry, Zach. Are you okay? Zach is now a kitten. I'm now halfway between a cat and a dog. I don't like dogs, and I don't like cats. If you're mad, just get mad at Zach, because I already am. And Anvil, that's cartoon okay, logic that's now. Great. I kind of fell in love with her. I think I love Helga Sinclair now. <laughs> and it's probably because of all the weird fan art out there. No, you you don't, weirdos. Don't, do don't Google that. Don't look at takes a seducer to know a seducer. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah, I, think, I like this. I think that Kent Helga... Dunn. Ha, boom. Oh. Because in House of Mouse, Kent. Yeah. <laughs> How they, dare you? They... Flotsam and Jetsam can have holy water, become priests, and bless the water. Flotsam <laughs> and Jetsam, they just join the priests. <laughs> become priests. Yeah. So they they, go, this is all during the battle, they mind went, you. They went to the seminary. <laughs> they, they go to the seminary during the become battle. Become priests. Become priests. They bless, bless the, water. the water they're swimming in, and it becomes holy water the, in why a Disney bracket. Why do you the holy water argument? Just because it's salt funnier. Water. <laughs> Kent, I think your argument about holy water is among the worst I've ever heard. <laughs> Why, yes, it is. Little I girl. want another five-star review, okay? I'm so glad people can see the, the <laughs> gestures you're making right now. There's no fire in the woods. I think that's like a saying by Confucius or something. Are you turning this into a math problem? Maximus has the power of corona on his side. Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah, Why did I did lose this. so bad in this? That bear is very convincing as a woman. He's responsible for cars, too. What are we doing? We're fighting. We're fighting. <laughs> Over. What are we doing? I can't even tell you. You know you can pick whoever. We won't really be mad. <laughs> tell that to Joel. <laughs> yeah. I'll be fine in five years until I listen again. <laughs> Don't listen. He may anything. lose his shirt and or shoes. And seduction. So much seduction. <laughs> My farm was just not being born yet. <laughs>